Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. I want you to imagine for a moment that there's a sailing boat at sea and it's sprung a leak and it's taken on water and it's starting to slowly sink. One person on board is freaking out. They're panicking. All they can see is the water coming on board and they're grabbing a spoon, they're grabbing a ladle. If they can find something bigger like a saucepan, they're grabbing that and they're bailing water out as fast as they can. They're freaking out, their heads down and all they're focused on is the water coming on board because they think they're going to die. And they're bailing as fast as they can, but as fast as they can bail, the water is coming in even faster. So whilst they're slowing down the process of the vessel sinking, fundamentally, this thing is still sinking. It's not solving the problem. There's a second person on board. This person sits back for a moment, watches the other person going crazy and starts to ask the question, where's the water coming from? How's the water getting in? How long do I have? What tools do I have access to? Where are we situated at sea? The person bailing the water out as fast as they possibly can turns to the other person and is incredulous that this person is just sitting back, seemingly daydreaming, looking up at the sky above. Equally, the person that's looking up the sky above, pondering all these questions, looks down at the person, panicking, freaking out, They can see that the the ship is sinking. There's nothing this person's doing that's solving the problem. All it's doing is delaying the inevitable. And they can't believe that this other person just wouldn't sit back for a moment and just try and take in all the information and see what they can do to resolve the problem. The person bailing the water turns on the person that's sitting there pondering and starts to scream and shout at the person, grabs them by the collar, starts to shake them. What are you doing? Help me, help me, help me. The person standing there being shook right now has already done the mathematics in their head. They've already seen the speed the water's coming on and realises that if they get down on their hands and knees and start bailing the water, even with the remaining saucepan, all it does is buy them a bit more time. It doesn't solve anything. They're still going to sink and they're still probably going to die. The person shaking can't hear any of this. The person being shook is trying to explain the situation. It's not solving the problem. It's not working. The person... Shaking. The other person is looking at that person and saying, what you're doing isn't working. You're not doing anything. We're going to drown. We're going to drown. We're going to die. Both these people potentially are you. I'm not saying you're sinking right now. I'm not saying you're drowning right now. I'm not saying your vessel's going down. But let's be honest, you know, times are tough. Times are difficult for many small business owners out there. And typically, we have this own conflict within ourselves. We have the person inside of us that's panicking. We're all going to die. Panicking, must do something. Panicking, must work faster, work harder, must do something now, now, now. And there's another part of us that inherently understands and knows that that it's not working, that just doing more of the same isn't going to solve the problem. We've done that for long enough. And, 
you know, maybe you're not actually sinking. Maybe your business just isn't growing. Maybe you're just not growing as fast as you want. But there's a part of you that inherently knows that you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to look at why your vessel sinking or why your vessel isn't growing, why your business is stagnant, why your business is suffering, why you're not winning the clients that you used to win, why you're not making the money you used to make. There's a part of you that inherently knows that you need to take that time to sit back and think about your business, to work on your business, to look at strategies, to look at plans, to look at your goals, to look at your systems, your processes, to look at your staffing, your resourcing, your management, to look at the tools that you're using in your trade. There's a part of you that inherently knows that something in here is broken and you're not quite sure exactly what it is, but you know it's not working 100% because you're not getting the result you think you should have. There's that other part of you that's freaking out and panicking and just saying, do more, do more, do more, do faster, work harder. This is typically the response that we all have. It's what I call the stress response, the do more, faster, harder response. I talked about this in a previous episode just a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about how when we're under pressure, when we're under stress, when we're in overwhelm, the drivers inside of us are evolutionary drivers that go back millions of years are trying to solve our immediate problem. They're trying to solve our immediate problem with an immediate solution. But what the unconscious doesn't understand is that this isn't an immediate problem. This is a long-term chronic issue that's presenting itself as a short-term problem. And therefore, if we apply short-term solutions to it, we might get some very short-term solution to it, but we're not solving the overall long-term chronic issue. This is why it's so important that we have to maintain our emotional stability. We have to maintain our emotions. We have to maintain our, ourselves at the right, what I call pH levels, our chemistry, internal chemistry, those emotions that are our experiences of the chemistry that's firing off inside our body that's dictating us in how we think and how we feel and ultimately what we do and therefore the results that we get back. It's important that we sit on top of this. It's important that we, the human being, the problem solver, the creative solution finder sits back from this, that they remove themselves from this archaic, evolutionary or ancestral drivers that everything that we faced back then was a short-term problem. I haven't got enough food. I haven't got enough shelter. I can solve that by doing more now, faster now. And the stress response used to work brilliantly for that. Today, however, in our businesses, most of the problems we face, they're not short-term problems. They present themselves as short-term problems to fix there and then, but the problem just keeps coming back, just like the person bailing the water out. As fast as they're bailing the water out, there's more water coming on board because fundamentally, no one's worked out where they've sprung a leak. Nobody's worked out what they need to do in order to prevent the leak in the first place. What they're doing is they're just working faster, working harder, bailing more. And in that moment, they're completely tunnel focused. In that moment, they're completely focused on solving the short-term problem not rectifying the long-term issue. And as I previously said, in our ancestral past, this response worked fine. It was perfect. I haven't got enough food, go out and hunt more. I haven't dug enough of my farm. It's about 10,000 years ago, we've been farming, started. You know, I haven't got enough veg out of the soil. Then stay out there a bit longer, dig a bit harder. It works well if you're painting your house and you haven't finished the job on time and you want to get the job done before you finish the day so you can relax in the evening, go back to work on Monday, knowing that you've done the job without leaving it hanging around. So what do you do? You put an extra couple of hours in, you focus harder and you get the job done. It works fine in those set of circumstances. But if you're in a ship that's sinking and the water's coming in fast and you can bail it, 
then bailing the water is not going to solve the problem. It's just going to delay the inevitable. And even if you can keep on top of bailing water, so you're not actually sinking, you're staying afloat. At that point there, you're neither kind of floating or sinking. You're in this horrible equilibrium where you just can't stop doing what you're doing. And I see so many business owners that get themselves in this trap where they can't stop bailing water because if they stop bailing water, then they'll start taking on more water, which means the problem gets bigger. So they can never sit back and do the work they need to on the business in order to rectify their longer term solutions to put in place their longer term strategies so that they eventually at some point no longer need to keep bailing water. So my analogy here kind of takes us to a conclusion, which is this. If your ship is taking on water and it's sinking fast and you can get enough water out in order to stop your immediate demise, then by all means, that's not necessarily a bad strategy. This would be the strategy for someone in business, for example, you know, what's the point in looking at your 12-month strategy, your 12-month plan, your 12-month goals, if you haven't got your mortgage paid at the end of the month? So of course, you know, you need to make sure today's taken care of, you need to make sure tomorrow's taken care of, you need to make sure next week's taken care of before you can think about the month, then you need to make sure next month's taken care of before you can really start thinking about the quarter or the year. So I'm not saying it's never the right strategy about water. It's just we have to understand that when we're bailing water like that, it's a short-term solution to the short-term problem but isn't solving our longer-term issues because as soon as we can buy ourselves a bit of time, we want to then start to focus on the longer-term issue in this analogy, which is we have a leak somewhere and I want to plug that leak so that I don't have to keep bailing water. So let's say I can get the water down to a manageable level I then sit back, I'm then the person that ponders those questions I've already asked. Where's the leak? What tools have I got to fix it? Where am I in the ocean? Anything that I might need to know that's going to enable me to survive this situation. Whilst I'm doing that, it's possible that the vessel's taking on more and more water. But it might be taking on more water, it might be slowly sinking, but you might have time in your hands. And instead of using the time to just keep bailing water it might make sense to use the time to solve the longer term issues. Then once you find the leak, you plug the leak, you solve the long term issue, your vessel now is full of water. Now when you're bailing the water, which you still have to do, by the way, as you're bailing that water out, it's not coming in, which means now you're getting on top of the problem. Inevitably, eventually you get on top of it completely, you bail all the water out, now you're back on top of the water, you're floating, you're okay. From there, you can start thinking about your longer term strategy, which is, right, where do I need to get to now? How far is it until X, Y, Z? Will that hole that I've just plugged, is that going to last? Do I need to do anything else as a longer term fix to that problem? So how you approach your problems in business is really going to be dependent on obviously the mission criticalness of the issues that you're facing, but also we want to make sure that we're strategically thinking about what is the right strategy to solve our problems as opposed to letting that crazy unconscious person inside of ourselves just want to bail more water, just want to pedal faster, run faster, run harder, do more, faster, harder, work later, work longer, sacrifice time with the family, sacrifice time with the kids, start dropping the ball, making more mistakes inevitably. They get more stress, more tunnel focus. Let's be honest, the person becomes a little bit of a dick. They haven't got time for people around them. They're 
not compassionate anymore. They're misinterpreting people's intentions. They're thinking the worst of other people. They're not hearing what other people are really communicating. They're not communicating what's going on for them very well to the people outside of them. Their ability to creatively problem solve has gone out of the window. These are all symptoms of stress. And stress is designed to do one thing, one thing only, as I said on the previous podcast, do more, faster, harder. Sometimes that's an appropriate response. More often than not, and definitely with all of our long-term issues that we're facing, the chronic issues that are holding our business back, potentially sinking our business, or the very least just not giving it the growth that we want, it's definitely not going to be the right solution. We want to be creative, problem-solving, calm. We want to be able to communicate. We want to be rational. We want to be engaging all of the aspects of ourselves that can solve this problem. The part of ourselves that asks intelligent questions, the part of ourselves that answers those questions with intelligent answers. The person that creatively approaches those problems to solve them, not just solve them in the present, but to solve them for our longer term future. Now, this is not an easy task. This is not an easy ask when we are taking on water and potentially when we are sinking. It's very hard to take our eyes off the water piling in. It's very hard to take our eyes off of the sea rising against the side of the boat. It's very hard to take our mind away from the fact that we're drowning, we're going to sink, we're going to die. It's very hard to take our focus away from that threat and steer it towards the solution. But fundamentally, that's where we've got to take our focus. That's where we've got to take the direction of our focus. The way we do this is we have to train it we have to be disciplined with it. First and foremost, we need to be aware of it. We need to be aware right now as you're listening to my words, you know, and be aware that there are these two people inside of you, the calm person, the problem solving, the intelligent business owner, the strategist, the planner, they're in there. And they provide more often than not the best solutions for your business. But it's also the crazy person, the panicker, the person that just doesn't want to die and the person that's freaking out and the person that just wants to get on and do more and do faster and do harder and just, you know, solve the problem now, solve the problem now. And when we're aware of these different personality types, then we can start to separate these personality types. And the more we become aware of them, the more we can engage the right one for us, the more we can become observant of our own behavior and realize that, I'm just that idiot bailing water out of a sinking ship and I'm not really solving anything. When I can see myself doing it and catch myself doing it, then I can give myself the choice, the option to step back into that creative entrepreneurial version of myself, the problem solving person, the cognitive person, the logical person. I can step back into that personality type. I have to push down the stress, the fear, the anxiety, and I have to step into a space of calm, I can't be creative and be stressed. I can't be logical. I can't communicate well and be freaking out. So I have to manage my emotional state. I have to manage the chemistry that's coursing through my veins. I have to create an environment inside myself that makes it easier for me to step into that creative, long-term problem-solving entrepreneur within me. This is why in so many high-stress environments, People are trained to take a breath, to take a pause, whether that's in the military, whether that's air traffic controllers, whether that's any other host of high stress environments. People are trained to pause, take a moment. Everything in them wants to pull the trigger. Everything in them wants to hit the button. Everything in them wants to scream, to shout. 
And they have to have that moment of pause, that moment of calm that enables them to be rational, to call upon the best resources within themselves so they can apply themselves in the best possible way to the real problems that they're facing, not just the short-term manifestations of those problems. War's coming on. Your ship is sinking. Everything in you wants to dive to your knees and start bathing the water out with your bare hands. But instead of that, you pause, you take a breath, you compose yourself, you get on top of the stress, you get on top of the emotions, you bring a sense of calm, and from there, you can start to solve the problem. From there, you can start to think. You can start to think rationally, creatively. You can start to become much, much more effective. But fuck me, it's not easy. Not for a second am I saying this is easy. This is something that you don't try and do when you need it. This is something that you cultivate over time. This is something that you condition in yourself over time. Whether that's through daily practices of mindfulness, meditation, just bringing your energy down. Maybe it's just daily exercises and being observant of what energy you're bringing to your business, to your family, to your problems, to the challenges that you face. This is, this is the work you do ahead of time so that when you need it, it's there for you. And if you condition this for long enough, you don't know how not to approach your problems in this way. You've completely trained yourself to approach problems in a calm, rational way than a fearful, panicky way. I'm always really mindful when I hear these black box recordings of pilots in planes where the plane is crashing. And if you listen to the pilot and... If it was me in the front of that plane, I'm sure if it was you as well, what you'd be hearing is fear and terror and panic and certainly maybe silence even as I'm frozen. But you hear these pilots and they're calm and they're rational and they're, you know, they're recording just for the black box. They're recording for prosperity so people know what happened in the situation. Maybe they're in communication with a control tower and they're going through the most unimaginable, terrifying situation ever and yet they're calm. You know, people going up in rockets in the space shuttle, people in battle situations, fighter pilots, people who are facing death, people at the bottom of the ocean when their technology starts to fail. It's incredible that these people that operate in these high-stress environments aren't operating under high stress. I would be stressed. You probably would be stressed. But they condition themselves over time. They wouldn't be in that position of responsibility if they hadn't already mastered their own emotional stability. If they hadn't managed to master their own stress. And the way they do that is through being conditioned. They're conditioned in their training, but also they're conditioned in their day-to-day -day routines. They understand that panicking is not going to solve the problem. If an engine shut down, there's a procedure to follow. They get the book open. If both engines fail, there's a procedure to follow. They get the book open. One person calmly reads through the instructions. They go through a set formula for solving that problem. The plane is crashing. They're not freaking out. They're not panicking. Everything in them wants to try and restart the engine. Everything in them wants to pull back on the throttle. Everything in them. Well, no, they go back and say, right, first things first. What do we need to do right now to stabilize this issue, right? So it might be not to just let go of... The control column, it's saying, right, keep control of the plane. Next, right, go through this check, this check, this check, this check, this check. A proven formula for solving that problem that even when it doesn't solve the problem and the plane still ends up crashing, it was still the right process and procedure to go through because otherwise you're just hanging on to the control column, 
screaming all the way down into the side of a mountain. It's unimaginable for some people to conceive themselves being able to remain that calm in the face of that kind of adversity. But you really can condition it, you can really train it, and it starts with that awareness, awareness of this is not solving the problem, awareness that I have these two characteristics in me. It then comes down to conditioning yourself, training yourself. Whenever you find yourself getting too stressed, when you find yourself getting too overwhelmed, when you find yourself going to the do more, faster, harder response into fear, panic, anxiety, it's taking a moment, it's taking a pause, it's taking that breath. It's calming things down just enough so that you can get involved with your problem solving, your creativity. And the more you do this, the more you train this, the easier it is. In fact, in the police force, I'm assuming this is all police forces, certainly the ones that I'm aware of, there's a thing where if the copper that's in hot pursuit and they're following someone down the motorway, doing 110 mile an hour, for example, if they stop talking on the radio, they're told to disengage because they know the red mist is setting in. They're not thinking rationally. They know that this is when accidents happen. So when a copper is in high pursuit, they're constantly on the radio. They're constantly talking. Now, a big part of that, of course, is constantly keeping everyone updated with what's going on. But another part of this is to reassure whoever else is involved that you are still cognitive and logical. And when I used to do a lot of these drills, these high-stress drills with people, I used to work with doormen and I used to work with people that were in violent situations. And we used to do these stress tests where we would stress them up to the eyeballs and then we would get them to do cognitive things tasks like simple maths or even things like remembering their phone number and when you're under high levels of stress you can't even communicate properly you can't even speak properly people can't remember their phone number people can't even write their own name on a board when they're so adrenalized because what happens is when you're under huge amounts of adrenaline huge amounts of stress huge amounts of fear and anxiety your brain loses more and more of its ability to think cognitively and creatively it struggles to communicate properly. So if you're in a high-speed pursuit and you start getting stressed and you start babbling like a person under high stress, the red mist is setting in, they're going to call you off the chase. If you're there and you go silent, they're going to call you off the chase because if you can't communicate, the chances are you're under huge levels of stress. I used to work with some doormen in the past and I'd always say to people, when someone's on the door and they're jabbering away, they're not going to hit you. It's when they go quiet, they're going to hit you. It's when they can't construct sentences properly, when they're not thinking cognitively, we can see that they've stopped being a cognitive thinking human being and they start turning into a grunting, silent machine, you know that's when the punch is going to come if it's going to come. So you can train this in yourself by being disciplined with yourself, like the police force, like the military, like the guys I used to deal with on the door. You can condition yourself to keep the red mist down. You can keep yourself focused on the real issues at hand, not the short-term problem. You can train yourself to bring the best of your creativity, the best of your problem solving to those problems and those long-term issues. Because when you solve those, now we can start to make some real progress. As always, think about how you can apply what I've suggested here today. Think about how relevant it is for you. Think about the best ways that you can bring this into your life if you need it. Obviously, there's a thousand things we could do in business. 
There's a thousand things we can do as people in order to make life easier for ourselves and to get the results that we want out of business. Your job is to be discerning about making sure you apply the right ones. If you find that you're typically cool under pressure, calm under pressure, and you relate to yourself much more as the copper, as the pilot, or as the air traffic controller that remains calm, calculated, creative in the face of their stresses, then this might not be something you need to put all that energy into. However, if you're like many that I know, myself included at times, where you can appreciate that actually, you know what, I need to bring that sense of calm. I need to bring that sense of perspective to my life, to my problems, to my business. Number one, so I can better solve those problems. Number two, so I can have a better experience of life. Number three, it will make me a much nicer person to be around then think about how does this relate to you and where and how can you apply this so you can continue with your business growth. If you are a small, ambitious business owner, maybe just starting out, maybe 10, 20, 30K, maybe you've been around a little while, 40, 50, 60, 70K in turnover, but for whatever reason, you haven't yet hit 100 grand and you want to know what's it going to take to hit 100 grand or more in the next 12 months or less, don't forget, you can get yourself on the six-figure fast track. You can find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link in the descriptions of this episode. When you get there, you'll find a free masterclass webinar there taking you through the mindset, the business modeling, and the methodology that you need to be mindful of to continue your own business growth, or if you plateau, to get your business back onto that extreme growth trajectory. I'll also put some links into other resources and descriptions as well. Go and devour that. I'm here to help support you on your entrepreneurial journey, on your journey as a business owner, and I want to help you level up so you can level your business up so that you can start to create the life and the future and the vision that you always dreamed of. I will see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 